Hello, my good friends in Christ. This is the Informed Catholic, and my name is Ned Jabbar, and welcome back to part two of uh, Holy Thursday of 2021 for Holy Week 2021. So we're going to do the readings for the um, Holy Thursday part two for the Last Supper of our Lord. So my name is Ned Jabbar, and this is the Informed Catholic. And if you enjoy this podcast and you think it's good and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. So let's begin with the prayer for the act of contrition that we say at Mass. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian of Families, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Saint Peter the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Paul the Apostle, pray for us. Saint John the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Saint John the Baptist, pray for us. Saint Athanasius, pray for us. Saint Ambrose, pray for us. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Saint Monica, pray for us. And Saint Benedict, pray for us. Saint Jerome, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us and defend us from evil. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. And now we will go to the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace to people of goodwill. We praise you. We bless you. We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Lent. We thank you for this Holy Week. We thank you for the Gospel we thank you for the incarnation of your Son. We thank you for the Immaculate Conception of our Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Theotokos. We thank you for St. Joseph, 
uh, guardian of the Holy Family and terror of demons. We thank you everything for the, the apostles and the gift of salvation, the Eucharist, the sacraments, everything. And we thank you for the priesthood that you have given us. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for all that you have done for us, that all that you have planned for us. We thank you and we praise you through your Son, Jesus Christ, and we praise you through the Holy Spirit, and we also praise you through your saints. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Glory to you in the, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and the glory of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so the entrance antiphon for Thursday of the Lord's Supper is from Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. We should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is our salvation, life, and resurrection, through whom we are saved and delivered. We should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is our salvation, life, and resurrection, through whom we are saved and delivered. Amen. All right. So let's uh, begin the first reading from Exodus. Okay, first reading. Is, this, this reading is for all three cycles, A, B, and C. I really hate those letters. Uh, three, the three-year liturgical cycle, let's put it that way. Um, it's from the book of Exodus, the second book of uh, the law of the five books of Moses, chapter 12, verse 1 to 8, 11 to 14. The law regarding the Passover meal. Okay. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, In the land of Egypt, this month shall stand at the head of your calendar. You shall reckon it the first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, on the tenth of this month, every one of your families must procure for itself a lamb, one apiece for each household. If a family is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join the nearest household in procuring one and, sh and shall share in the lamb in proportion to the number of persons who partake of it. The lamb must be a year old, male, and without blemish. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. You shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, and then, with the whole assembly of Israel, present, it shall be slaughtered during the evening twilight. They shall take some of its blood and apply it to the two doorposts and the lintel of every house in which they partake of the lamb. That same night they shall eat its roasted flesh with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. This is how you are to eat it, with your loins girt, sandals on your feet, and your staff in, in hand. You shall eat it like those who are in flight. It is the Passover of the Lord. For on this same night I will go through Egypt, striking down every firstborn of the land, both man and beast, 
and executing judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I, the Lord, but the blood will mark the house where you are. Seeing the blood, I will pass over you. Thus, when I strike the land of Egypt, no destructive blow will come upon you. This day shall be a memorial feast for you, which all your generations shall celebrate with pilgrimage to the Lord as a perpetual institution. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. One more time. A reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 1 to 8, 11 to 14. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall stand at the head of your calendar. You shall reckon it the first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, on the tenth of this month, every one of your families must procure for itself a lamb, one apiece for each household. If a family is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join the nearest household in procuring one and shall share in the lamb in proportion to the number of persons who partake of it. The lamb must be a year old a year old male and without blemish. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. And then with the whole assembly of Israel present, it shall be slaughtered during the evening twilight. They shall take some of its blood and apply it to the two doorposts and the lintels of every house in which they partake of the lamb. The same... That same night they shall eat its roasted flesh with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. This is how you are to eat it, with your loins girt, sandals on your feet, and your staff in hand. You shall eat it like those who are in flight. It is the Passover of the Lord, for on this month, on the same night, I will go through Egypt, striking down every firstborn of the land, both man and beast, and executing judgment on all the gods of Egypt." I the Lord, but the blood will mark the the blood will mark the houses where you are, seeing the blood I will pass over it over you. Thus when I strike the land of Egypt, no destructive blow will come upon you. This day shall be a memorial feast for you, which all your generations shall celebrate with pilgrimage to the to the Lord as a perpetual institution. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay, Psalm 116, and the response is, Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. How shall I make a return to the Lord? For all the good he has done for me. The cup of salvation I will take up, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. To you I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. My vows to the Lord I will pay. In the presence of all his people, our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. 
How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. To you I will offer sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Okay, I'll read it straight through. I'll read the response in the beginning. And after all the three verses, I will read it again. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of all his faithful ones. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you I will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord. My vows to the Lord I will, re I will pay in the presence of all his people. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. Amen. Okay, the second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 11, 23 to 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23 to 26. Brethren, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, in the same way, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, one more time. Brethren, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took the bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the cup, in the same way, also the cup, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in the remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. Okay, one more time. Reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. 
Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The verse before the gospel. I give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. I give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. Taken from John chapter 13, verse 34. And now the reading is from the gospel according to St. John, chapter 13, verse 1 to 15. Jesus loved them to the end. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Now before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he arose from supper, took off his outer garments, he took a towel, tied it around his waist, then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need, has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at the table, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should do also. Gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus loved them to the end. Chapter 13, verse 1 to 15. Now before the feast of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon, the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper, took off his outer garments. He took a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. 
He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered him and said, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all, for he knew who would betray him. For this reason, he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, he said to them, Do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Antiphon, after the washing of the feet. It's from John chapter 13, verse 4, 5 to 15. After the Lord had risen from supper, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of his disciples. He left them this example. All right, so interesting. There's actually a couple of antiphons. Antiphon one, we'll go through it slowly, but I want to focus on the readings here. Okay, Exodus, the book of Exodus. This is like I, all the time. It's always referenced in the Psalms, in the prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, even the minor prophets, <clears throat> and Book of Maccabees. And it's interesting, at the Transfiguration, the, the, uh, the prophet uh, Moses and Elijah wanted to talk to him about, this is an interesting, I just learned, the word departure is actually the same as, which is the word exodus, which is to depart, to, to exit. We get the word exit from, to depart, to, to leave. And um, the, it's interesting that not the greatest translation, but the New American Bible actually uses that word, I think, in Luke, which is exodus. And why is that? When, when they're talking about his exodus from Jerusalem, his departure from Jerusalem, because the old covenant was restricted. The revelation of God was restricted to the chosen people for a time. But soon, as it says in, in Isaiah, it is not enough for you to be sent to Israel, but to the nations, to the Gentiles. God has always had plans 
to fulfill his covenant, which he said to Abraham, I will make you the father of many, of, of many nations, of family, families, all through you, all the families of the earth, all the nations of the earth, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. That was always God's intention. Israel was the foundation stone to begin. Abraham was the cornerstone, the man of faith, the man who encountered God, who God revealed himself to so that God can begin his salvation plan. Now, God could have done it with a snap of a finger. He's God. He could have just simply said this to be done and he could have done it. It could have happened right away, but in, he could have, he didn't have to do it. None of this had to be done. He didn't have to create the world, the universe. He didn't have to create Adam and Eve. He had no need for people. He was perfect within himself. He didn't need to, uh, to create a, a, a beings, creatures like us in his image. No, he didn't have to put up with the fall. He didn't have to, he didn't even have to let the fall happen. He permitted it. Because he he because within the perfection of himself, he respected free will. A mystery. The whole the whole thing was a mystery. The whole events is a mystery. And you know, it it, it it's it's you know, there's a line, oh, happy fault of Adam. And I'm going to actually, I think I still have one of the old missiles where it has it. I'm going to look for it. And I'm going to do that reading for that particular, um, it's a long, epic, a beautiful, epic reading from the creation of the world um, about the fall. Oh, happy fault. Oh, you know. Amazing. But here, he tells them, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, In the land of Egypt, this month shall stand at the head of your calendar. You shall reckon it the first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel, On the tenth of this month, every one of your families must procure itself a lamb, one apiece for each household. If a family is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join the nearest household in procuring one, and shall share it in the lamb uh, share in the lamb in proportion to the number of persons who partake of it. The lamb must be a year old, a year old male, and without blemish. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. So you can have either a sheep or a goat is necessarily a lamb. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the month. And then with the whole assembly of Israel present it, it shall be slaughtered during the evening twilight. They shall take some of its blood and apply it to uh, apply it to the two, two, two doorposts, the sides of your door, and the lintel of every house, that's the top doorpost, we, we call it a doorpost, in which they partake of the lamb. That same night they shall eat it, roasted flesh, 
with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. This is how you are to eat it. With your loins girt and sandals on your feet and your staff in hand, you shall eat it like those who are in flight. It is the Passover of the Lord. For on this same night, I will go through, the, through, through Egypt, striking down every for, firstborn land, uh, of the land, both man and beast, and executing judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I, the Lord, but the blood will mark the house where you are. Seeing the blood, I will pass over you. Thus, when I strike the land of Egypt, no destructive blow will come upon you. This day shall be a memorial feast for you, which all your generations shall celebrate with, the, with pilgrimage to the, uh, to the Lord as a perpetual institution. Now, they have to get the lamb, a goat or a lamb. It has to be without blemish. They have to keep it unto the 14th of that month. All right, which is the 14th. Usually the month is called the 14th of Nisan. It's believed, uh, I think, um, I'm not clear exactly on Jewish calendar, but it is the first, the head of all the month, meaning the most important month and the beginning either. I don't know if it's the beginning because they celebrate Rosh Hashanah, which is New Year. So this is the most important month. We have to say this is the, the most important of all their, their their celebrations. And it's a sacrament. They have to kill it. They have to roast it, not boil it. They have to roast it. And they have to eat it with garlic and er and bitter herbs. That's to remind them of their bitterness in the land of Egypt when they were hot, when they were held as captives. The symbolism from a Christian perspective is that they are held as captives to sin. Egypt represents sin, idolatry, and it represents captivity. It, you know, it's you're, you're captive to your sins, just like all of us. When we are, when we sin, we are in the captivity of sin and the devil. The Pharaoh represented, um, in many cases, the devil, the Antichrist to us, uh, the, sim, the, the Pharaoh would wear the headdress of the snake, the serpent. It's again a picture of the fall of the serpent who beguiled the woman. Um, then the symbol of the Israelites working under bondage. Uh, you are in bondage to your old life sin. You are forced to... Uh, you know, you, you know, you're in forced labor, um, labor that doesn't even pay anything, labor that doesn't even, um, there's no reap rewards or benefits. You are building monuments again to the city of man, like the Tower of Babel represented, and the civilization that was before the flood, which was the descendants of of Cain. The one who murdered Abel, all his descendants, that created a world captive to sin, which is why the flood had to come. So, the markings of the blood of the lamb on the 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 two sides of the doorposts, and what they call the lentils on top. Um, you know, people, I guess, they wouldn't have a door; they would have a curtain, a curtain which is to the to the entrance of the house, or um which is a one room most of the time, right? And then the symbol of the blood, it, it symbolized the crucifixion of Christ. Uh, 
that's what basically the three side, the, the, the two sides and the top kind of a triune symbol, a hidden typological symbol. And it pointed to the, the crucifixion. And this, the Lord will go through the land of Egypt. And again, they, they have been redeemed. They are being redeemed by the blood of the lamb, by the, 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 the lamb. And they had to sit down and you couldn't be a vegetarian. You have to eat it because the, the, the blood posts, the, uh, the bloody uh, front door, the two sides and the top, it's not going to protect you if you don't eat the lamb. You have to eat it with unleavened bread. You have to eat all of it. You couldn't say, I'm only going to have a piece of it. No, you're going to partake of it. You got to eat it. You want to be redeemed. You have to eat it. Just like you have to eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood. This is a precursor to the, the, the Eucharist, the lamb. When in Israel, uh, the ancient Israelites, the actual tradition they had to take two poles. The two poles would go through vertically and one goes through the side and it looks like a crucifixion. I think in, in Sephardic Jewish culture, I don't know if they do it in, in Ashkenazi, which European Jews, but that's the way the tradition was. That's how the lamb would be cooked and, or and roasted. And the bitter herbs is, is, a, is a memory. And the, here's the interesting thing. When the children ask, why are we, what do you mean by doing this? The father would answer in the first person or the eldest one in the family would answer like the grandfather. This, we had to, we had to sit down and eat this when we were captives in bondage in Egypt, the Lord and you know, the father would talk like he experienced it himself. If you notice, it's the way the priest at the at the 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 service would say you know eat this uh you know drink this all of you this is my blood the new for the new covenant eat this this is this is my body notice it's the same kind of way the priest talks in the person of christ the father or the grandfather would talk in the person of the people who were in bondage so you have that and you know that's basically the way it's supposed to be and so we when we're at Mass, at Holy Communion, we, ha we have to think in the mind that we, were, we are there in the upper room. We're there experiencing the, the path because we really are. Every communion, every Holy Communion service is taking us back. If you hear any sound, it's because it's raining in the background. Um, this is, I'm doing this a, a, a week earlier or so. You know, I just want to get this done so you guys can have something to listen to. Anyway, the point is, we have to think that way. We have to think that we are in holy, uh, in, at, at the holy service, the first institution of the Eucharist. It's part of the life where, you know, uh, of, of, our, of our spiritual life. We have to think that we're there. We have to believe that we're there. Because it's because it's 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 the it, we're, it's um it is the same Eucharist that happened in the upper room. It's one Eucharist, but it's mystically it's the same. Literally, it's in time. 
Yes, and literally it is in the upper room. So we have to think that way. We can't separate the Holy Communion service that we go to, which is in time, from the Holy Communion service that happened in the upper room. It's the one and the same. Because it's the same Lord Jesus that they consumed, we consume. The same cup we drink from, they drank from. It's the same Christ. It's not a separate Christ. It's the same Holy Service. So, then we go to... Um, hold on. We go to Psalm 116. Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? There's no greater good. Holy communion and to be saved by Christ, there is no other greater good. The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. This is how we're supposed to think. We should have a we should appreciate it because we're being saved. So we should have a great appreciation to the Holy Communion, to the salvation, what Christ has given to us. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. All the saints, every single Christian from St. Stephen up to now, Anyone who's persecuted or murdered because of their faith, either by terrorists or persecuted by communists or even those who, who may be killed or murdered here in America for their faith, all of us are precious. I am your servant. Now, let's see if you recognize this. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosened my bonds. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. Remember the passion of the Christ? When Jim Caviezel, playing the role of our Lord, takes up the cross and he said, I am your servant, O Lord, a, ser a servant, the son of your handmaid. He embraces his cross. This is basically referring to Christ. And we could also think of ourselves as the servant of the Lord, obviously. And we can refer to ourselves as uh, the son of your handmaid, as our blessed mother, because we share the same mother. To you will I offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. This is how we should think of Holy Communion. And I will call upon the name of the Lord. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people. And then now we go to 1 Corinthians. Paul here is talking about Holy Communion. I received from the Lord what I also handed, handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus, on the night he was handed, uh, handed over, took bread, and after he had given thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Okay, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. So Paul, Paul here is, he says he, he received it from the Lord, what I also handed on to you. So it's believed that when he was blind, uh, I've heard this from various different, I've read this and I've heard this from other people, that the three days that he was blind, he he was sort of like the the Holy Spirit was downloading all the knowledge and information 
that he, uh, about the Lord, about the faith of the Lord, which is why Paul was able to preach so well that he had the knowledge of, of the faith, but he didn't have the experience of knowing Jesus. In other words, the knowledge and experience is two different things. It's amazing. It's amazing. So he, you know, you see the way he talks about it from what I received from the Lord, but I also handed on to you. So he received it directly from the Lord. So he has the knowledge directly from the Lord Jesus, but not, he didn't have the experience of Jesus like Peter and the, Peter and the other apostles. It's remarkable. So then we go, um, we go to the last supper scene here. Um, this is the, before the feast of Passover, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come and to pass from this world to the father. He loved his own in the world and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, the son of Simon, the Iscariot to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the father had put everything into his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. He rose from supper, took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist and he poured water in the basin. Now, we're going to see here what he says here. He poured water in the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I'm going to do, you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. That quickly changed. Simon Peter said, fine, master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all, for he knew who would betray him. And for this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and he reclined at table again, he said to them, do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another, one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. He took on literally what a servant, a slave does. Walks around with an apron around his waist, right? And with a basin of water and goes around and washes people's feet. The apostles were shocked. They, this is something that they do not want to think of their master doing. But Jesus has said, the son of man has come to serve, not be served. And Jesus wanted to give them an example that they should not try to master each other or, or lord it over each other like the way the Gentiles do. But you should love one another and wash each other's feet. Be a servant to each other. And this is also the same thing for all of us as Christians. We should all think this way in a sense of, because Jesus himself has said, what you do to me, you do to the least of my kind. You know, whoever even abuses, like, or in 
even convinces these little ones to sin when Jesus said about children, it would be better for this uh, person who, who abuses and mistreats little ones to have a millstone tied around his, his or her neck and be cast into the deepest ocean than to face the day of judgment. So we see that. And then, of course, you know, the antiphon the following is from John chapter 13, verse 4, 5, 4 to 5 and 15. After the Lord has risen from supper, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of his disciples. He left them this example. And this is, of course, the, the liturgy of the Eucharist afterward, because then they take the the presence of the Lord, and they take him to a, uh, another tabernacle uh, outside the main sanctuary to another sanctuary, maybe to a chapel, usually to a chapel. And it will remain there until Saturday. Uh, of course, we receive Holy Communion again on Good Friday. Uh, I've heard that traditionally in the Latin Mass, you're not supposed to, not till Saturday uh, uh, Sunday, basically. But anyway, I I'm not familiar yet with all the changes. I know that there's some controversy about how the liturgy is is done under the Novus Ordo, but that's not my business at this point. It's not. So, um, let me read this. This is uh from a po a, a song or a hymn. Penga lingua. I, my Latin's terrible, so I apologize. Sing my tongue the Savior's glory, of his flesh the, mis the mystery sing, of his blood all price exceeding, shed by our Im immortal King, destined for the world's redemption from a noble womb to spring, of a pure and spotless virgin born for us on earth below. He is man with man conversing, stayed stayed the seeds of truth to sow when he closed in solemn order wondrously his life of woe on the night of what of of the of that last supper seated with his chosen band he is the paschal the paschal victim eating first fulfill the law's command then as food to all his brethren gives himself with his own hand word made flesh the bread of nature, by his word to flesh he turns, wine into his blood he changes, what though senses no change discerns, only to be the heart's, the heart in earnest, faith her lesson quickly learns. Okay, hold on, let's see if I can change it. Well, that's it right there, okay. That's an old um, hymn and it's a poem. Another one here is down in adoration falling. Lo, the sacred host we hail. Lo, our ancient form, forms departing. New rites of grace prevail. Faith for all defects supplying where the feeble senses fail. To the everlasting Father and the Son who reigns on high. With the Holy Spirit proceeding forth from each eternally. By, be salvation, honor, blessing, might, and endless majesty. Amen. Okay, so um, that's uh, that's it for now. I'll come back with Friday's 
readings. Okay, so God bless. Let's say the prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our, be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, for our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. He arose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And and of his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, I'm a little exhausted. Sorry. It's been uh, a very busy few days, you know, uh, energy is high, you know, and, uh, I'm about to begin my, uh, vacation. So like, you know, I got some time off, so I'm going to try to finish as much of this podcast, uh, for you guys as possible, because that was one of my Lent commitments to do these readings every single day, all the readings from Sunday to Sunday, all the readings for Lent. All right, so God bless, and I'll be back soon with, uh, I believe, yes, Holy Saturday, okay? God bless, and be well.